Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the blackest corners of your mind, they call, pulling you deep into shadow, twisting your senses, keeping you from sleep. It's time to face your darkest fears. This is Tales to Terrify. Good evening, children of the night, and welcome. The end of the year is here, and I don't know about you, but 2022 seemed to fly by for me. I hope your holiday season has been filled with the best kind of chills so far. As we close out the year, I'd like to extend my deepest, darkest thanks to each and every one of you, children of the night. By tuning into our terrifying tales each week, you bring such an incredible sense of purpose to what we do. 2022 marked our tenth year of lurking in the shadows, trickling dark and devious tales into your mind. And we wouldn't be here without you, our listeners. So once again, I cannot thank you enough. And an extra heaping of thanks goes out to our supporters on Patreon and PayPal. You special twisted few have made an indelible stain on our black hearts. Here's hoping for an exciting new year ahead, filled with all of the ghastly horrors you've come to know and love, and maybe a few you couldn't dream of yet in your worst nightmares. Cheers, children of the night, and happy 2023. We have one story for you this evening. A special treat to cap off the year. 
the 2021 Bram Stoker Award winner for Superior Achievement in Short Fiction, handed out earlier this year. It's a dark little gem of a tale from author Lee Murray. Lee Murray is a multi-award winning author, editor, screenwriter, and poet from Aotearoa, New Zealand, and a USA Today best-selling author. A four-time Bram Stoker Award winner and Shirley Jackson Award winner, she is an NZSA Honorary Literary Fellow and a Grimshaw Sargasson Fellow. You can read more about her and find out about her work at leemurray.info. Children of the Night, join me for Lee Murray's Stoker Award-winning story, Permanent Damage, first published in Attack from the 80s. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Kath pulled her Avenger into an empty space outside Trend's hair design. There were just four shops in the block. An opportunity shop run by the church, a mower repair store, and the corner dairy. Only the dairy was open on a Sunday, yet there were three other cars parked in the lot. Kath recognized Nicole's Suzuki Alto with its crumpled back fender, and the yellow Nissan belonged to Shelley's mom. Kath frowned. Trust Shelley to arrive first. God knows why Nicole asked her to be a bridesmaid. She hadn't been part of their group for ages, not since they left school, going off to study accountancy or law or something in Hamilton. 
But now she was back and working in an office in town, as if that somehow made her special. Not that she'd changed much. Still acted like she was their class counselor, bossing everyone about. Shelley had been angling for Nicole to make her maid of honor, too. Kath snorted. It would be over her dead body. Kath's boyfriend, Reese, was the best man. So by rights, maid of honor was Kath's job. She'd be damned if she was going to let Shelley steal the show. Her bag in her lap, Kath tilted the rearview mirror, stretched her mouth wide, and touched up her Bonnie Bell lip gloss. At least she had looks on her side. Not to brag or anything. Whoops, better motor. Kath took one last look in the mirror, drawing back her lips to check she hadn't got cherry gloss on her teeth, then snaffled up her handbag and entered the salon. The door chimed. Kath! Nicole gushed into the mirror. The blushing bride-to-be swiveled her chair, lifting a champagne flute in Kath's direction and inadvertently sloshing the liquid down the front of the black hairdressing cape. You're here! Good thing, too, Shelley said, pulling that twisted Nellie Olson smile of hers. Leaning against a wash basin, she took a deliberate sip from her own glass. We thought we might have to start without you. Not even, Kath said, glancing at the clock above the window. Anyway, Lauren's not here yet. She's here, Shelley said, plucking at the skin at her throat. I picked her up on the way. Of course, you bloody did. Lauren's out back in the little girl's room, Nicole said, cocking her head towards the back room. The salon shares it with the dairy. The stylist went with her because you need a key. You should probably go too, Kath, Shelley said, raising her eyebrows and throwing Kath another Nellie Olson smile. Save you getting up for a wee later. Kath tightened her grip on her bag. She wasn't five years old. She didn't need to be told when to go to the toilet. What the fuck did Nicole see in her anyway? Honestly, the woman was a total poser. But Nicole hadn't heard Shelley's little dig. It had been lost in the crinkle of raincoat fabric as she crossed to the counter. Have some bubbles, Kath, she said, grasping a bottle by the neck and topping up her glass. We should get in some practice before the big day. Throwing Shelley a look that would wilt flowers, even the fake ones, Kath slung her handbag on the window seat that served as the salon's waiting area and joined Nicole at the counter. She held out a glass for her friend to fill. Just think, in exactly three weeks, you'll be waking up to your first day as Mrs. Andrew Flynn. Nicole giggled. She tipped her glass, clinking it against Kath's. I know, it's so crazy, I can hardly believe it. She might not. Shelley said. Kath whipped her head up. What's that supposed to mean? Of course she will. Andy's a good guy. They've been going out for ages. He's hardly going to dump her at the altar. Nicole clapped a hand to her mouth in mock horror. Oh my God, I hope not. Shelley pushed away from the wash basin. Stepping closer, she lifted Nicole's hair, teasing it back from where it was trapped in the neckband of the cape. What I meant was, you might want to keep your maiden name. Nah, Nicole said. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for feminism. I want equal pay and all that. But you want your kids to have the same name as you, don't you? Kath agreed. There were some things that men were meant to do. Like opening doors for their girlfriends. And proposing. If only Reese would take the hint. Which was another reason why Kath needed to be maid of honor. Well, did you even ask him? Shelley said. She was still having a mental about this name thing. You never know, Andy might just... 
Out back, a fly screen clanged, and seconds later, Lauren bounced in from the back room, followed by the stylist, who was tucking her keys into her apron. Yo, Kath, Lauren said, stuffing her smokes into her pocket and accepting a glass of champers from Nicole. Great, looks like everyone's here, the stylist said. Yes, Kath is the lucky last, Shelley said. The stylist grabbed a notebook from under the counter. Shall we get started then? She gestured them towards the window seat and rolled up a stool for herself. So, Nicole, why don't you tell me what you have in mind, she said when everyone was seated. That's just the problem, I don't know, Nicole said. I want something special, unforgettable. Oh, I know, we should do our hair like Madonna, Lauren said. The way she has it in Desperately Seeking Susan, all crimped and wild. Kath liked Lauren. A bit of an airhead, but nice, you know. Nicole grimaced. I'm not sure. Oh, come on, it'd be wicked, Lauren said. We could tear up scraps of the dress fabric and use it in our hair. Shelley tutted. For a formal wedding? Kath wanted to slap her. It was a mean thing to say to Lauren. Curvy, bordering on fat, everyone knew Lauren had low self-esteem. Not that she'd said anything, but, well, it went without saying, didn't it? Kath, on the other hand, was in the best shape of her life. She'd been doing jazzercise twice a week since Christmas. Well, it's not a church wedding, but she's having her reception at the yacht club, Lauren told the stylist. Right. The stylist scribbled something in her notebook. Maybe it would help if you gave me an idea of what everyone will be wearing. More crinkling of the cape. Nicole grabbed her bag, rummaging around inside and coming up with the brochures she'd been toting around for months. She spread them out on the coffee table, on top of the stacks of Women's Weekly and Headway magazines, and shuffled through the pages. So the boys are wearing gray tails with white shirts and cummerbunds and bow ties in this vibrant teal color, and this is my dress, she said, pulling out a photocopy of the Butterick pattern. She handed the page to the stylist. There was no need to show it to the rest of them. They'd already seen it a gazillion times. It's so gorgeous, Shelley said. Like Scarlett O'Hara and Gone with the Wind. Except Nicole's dress is raw silk taffeta. Scarlett made hers out of old curtains, Kath said. Well, yes, I meant the style, Shelley retorted. The bridesmaids' dresses are the same style, only tea-length, Nicole droned on. They'd heard it all before. And in teal to match the boys' cummerbunds. The stylist nodded, pursed her lips a moment. Given the style, I don't think the Madonna look is going to work. Aw, Lauren pouted. Hang on. Setting her notebook down, the stylist lifted Nicole's pile of papers and pulled out an issue of headway, flicking through the pages and opening it up on a photo of Whitney Houston. Everyone leaned in. How about we do a spiral perm like this, the stylist suggested. Lovely soft curls falling over your shoulders, lots of volume, I think that will give you the romantic look you're going for. Then, on the day of your wedding, all we have to do is finger dry it and pin it up at the sides. That'll be rad, Lauren said. Yeah, perfect, said Shelley. Kath froze. All very well for the others, but her hair was short. A perm would make it frizz and boing outwards, and she'd end up looking like a Brillo pad. Kath? Nicole asked. You okay with a perm? Sweat trickled in the crease under Kath's boobs. Fuck. Smiling, Shelley took a sip of her champagne. Bitch, wouldn't she just love it if Kath's hair turned out butt ugly? 
but like people always said, one wedding brings another. There was Reese to think about. Kath? Of course, whatevs, you're the bride. Fuck, what else could she say with those two schmoozing up to Nicole? Leaning over, the stylist ran her fingers through Kath's hair. Hmm, your hair might be a bit too short. Oh, thank goodness. Maybe we crop it on the sides here and we use a heated curling wand on top for the curl? You mean like Molly Ringwald in Pretty in Pink? Lauren asked. Something like that. Choice, let's do that then, Nicole said. Sorry, Kath. Kath covered her relief with a shrug. Right then, the stylist closed the magazine. Let's get our bride in the chair and we'll get started. Kath had had her hair washed, cut, dried, and curled with the styling wand when the stylist finally turned the hair dryers off. By that point, she'd also heard No Jagger Required by Phil Collins, both sides of the tape, read every Women's Weekly in the salon, and finished up the champagne dregs. I'll be right back with the neutralizer for you three, the stylist said to Nicole, Shelley, and Lauren, each of them ducking out from under a perspex hood as the stylist went out back. Nicole took a moment across to one of the styling stations and lifted a hand mirror, turning around to check out the blue rod cornrows on the back of her head. I can't wait to see what they look like. Lauren giggled. Me either. I hope I look like Jennifer Beals in Flashdance. Kath all but rolled her eyes. There was no way Lauren was going to look like Jennifer Beals in Flashdance. Pushing back the cotton batting at her hairline, Shelley wrinkled her nose and blinked away tears. That waving solution smells god-awful, doesn't it? I hope it doesn't ruin my hair. It'll be fine, the stylist said, bustling in from the back room. I'm using a new neutralizer to reform the disulfide bonds, less harsh. She gestured to the basin. Who's first? Me, Nicole said, rushing over, her cape fanning out behind her like she was Batman. She wiggled her fanny on the seat and leaned back, shuffling her neck into the U-shape at the front of the basin. The stylist set about rinsing Nicole's hair. Then she popped the lid off the neutralizer and squeezed the liquid over Nicole's head, taking care to fully saturate each rod. Ooh, it's cold, Nicole giggled. Minutes later, the stylist was unraveling the rods, dropping them in the basin. I can't wait, Lauren said. She bounced on the soles of her boat shoes. Well, how do they look? Nicole said when her head was free of rods. Leaning over the plastic basin, the stylist blinked. She blinked again. She lifted her hands clear. Um, is something wrong? Kath asked. I haven't, there's something, I don't, the stylist stuttered. She scuttled backwards. Let me see. Shelley, the pushy cow, hustled over and peered into the basin. Kath had to make do with a gawk over her shoulder. Oh, she sucked in a breath. Her heart skipped. What on earth? The contents of the sink, Nicole's hair, was heaving. Startled, Kath took a step back. What's going on? Nicole demanded. She sat up, water dribbling down the cape. Gasping, Lauren stepped sideways, knocking over a flimsy display stand and sending shampoo bottles flying. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, she babbled grappling to right the stand. What, why, Nicole said, getting to her feet. Don't tell me it's too curly. Oh, it was curly, all right. It was coiled and twisted and pulsing with movement, 
practically undulating. Only, it wasn't hair anymore. Instead, hundreds of pencil-thin black snakes roiled in the air, their tiny mouths opening and closing as they writhed and twisted away from her scalp. Guys? Nicole shook her head. The serpents moved with her. She glared at the stylist. You better not have wrecked my hair, she hissed, and she stalked over to the styling station. Her mouth dropped open. She whirled to face the stylist, who was backed up into the corner. What did you do? She roared, her face ugly with rage. The stylist gave a squeak. She lifted her arms to shield her face. I, I don't know, she stammered. It's never happened before. There are snakes on my head, Nicole screamed, lunging towards her. Snakes! The little serpents hissed. The stylist snatched up the curling wand she'd used to curl Kath's fringe, brandishing the still-hot utensil in Nicole's face. Stay back, she warned. But Nicole kept coming, bringing her head of serpents with her. One of the snakes darted from behind her ear, and ducking under the appliance, it sank two hooked teeth into the stylist's arm, biting down. When it pulled away, blood beaded in the tiny puncture holes. The snake swayed gleefully. The stylist was less pleased. It bit me, she shrieked, and she slapped at the serpent with the shaft of the curling wand. The serpent sizzled, the scorched tendril searing off and dropping to the floor, where the little jaws opened and closed in futile protest. Nicole, stop, Shelley shouted. Step back, they're only tiny. If we stay far enough away, they can't hurt us. We can fix this. We just need a minute to figure out what to do. But there are snakes in my hair, Nicole screeched again. But Shelley's bossy tone did the trick because she stopped her advance on the stylist. It has to be the permanent wave that caused the transformation, Shelley said. Some unexpected reaction to the perming solution. No kidding, Einstein. All at once, Lauren leapt onto the coffee table, teetering on the piles of magazines and knocking over an empty champagne bottle in the process. A solution bottle in each hand, she took aim and squirted them over Nicole's head. Lauren, what are you doing? Kath shouted. Adding more neutralizer, she said, giving the plastic squeeze bottles a final pump before jumping down. Shelley said it was a reaction to the perming solution. The snakes hissed angrily. No, 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 the stylist moaned, her eyes widening. Kath turned to look. The serpents were growing, expanding. Within seconds, they were thick as vacuum cleaner hoses and just as bendy, the tendrils spooling outwards from Nicole's head, regarding them through slitted snake eyes. Damn it, Lauren, you've gone and made it worse. It was the neutralizer that caused the transformation in the first place, Kath said. Well, I didn't know, did I? Nicole rushed to the mirror. She threw up her arms. I can't look like this. I'm getting married at the end of the month. As she spoke, the serpents thrashed and twisted. No longer just black, several of them wore stripes of vivid red. Kath shuddered. More and more of them were striking out, searching for something to bite. They seemed to be feeding on Nicole's anger pulsing and growing along with her fury. Let's rinse the solution off, Shelley said quickly. It might stop the reaction. She gestured to the basin. Nicole, honey, come back and sit down. We're going to try and wash the solution out. 
To Kath's surprise, Nicole did as she was told, storming back to the basin, narrowly avoiding the blitz of shampoo bottles rolling about on the floor. All right, but this better bloody work, she barked while the serpent snapped at her. Kath spied the grisly snake stump as she plonked her bum on the seat, then leaned back and placed her neck in the hollow. Well, come on then, she said. I just have to get some gloves from out back, the stylist said. Too quickly, she was going to do a runner. Great, I'll go with you, Kath said. The stylist's face clouded. Hurry up, you two, Shelley hissed behind her hand. I don't know how long I can keep Nicole calm. Exchanging worried looks, Kath and the stylist hurried into the back room. Where do you keep the gloves? Kath demanded. The stylist motioned to a drawer with her hand. Kath drew in a breath. Oh my God. The stylist's forearm had swollen to the size of a football. The flesh around the puncture wound stretched pink, her fingers resembling four bulbous sausages. The stylist gawked. Realization must have hit her because her knees buckled. Kath caught her mid-swoon, just before she smacked into the wall. She gave the woman a moment to collect herself, then grasped her by the shoulders and fixed her with her best high school principal stare. Look, you need to pull yourself together, she said. The stylist flicked her eyes at the bloated limb. But my hand, it hurts. What if it's poisonous? I could die, she wailed. Kath had to admit it was a real possibility. As soon as we sort Nicole's hair, we'll call an ambulance for your hand, okay? Right now, she's freaking out because you turned her into a gorgon, so you're going to need to hold it together. Her eyes full of tears, the woman nodded. Kath grabbed the gloves out of the drawer, then marched her back into the salon. What were you two whispering about out there? Nicole asked. She turned her head. Two dozen snake eyes turned with her. Nothing. Kath struggled to keep her voice even. She didn't want to fuel Nicole's paranoia. Gloves were in the wrong place. She went to hand them to the stylist, but the woman waved her swollen appendage in the air. Can't, she said. You'll have to do it. My hand won't fit. No way. Kath turned, holding the gloves out for the next likely victim. Lauren? Lauren shuffled backwards. You've got the gloves. Yes, you've got the gloves, Shelley chimed in. Kath's heart sank. Those two, refusing to help. Talk about a useless waste of space. Nicole should never have chosen them for her bridesmaids. She yanked on the gloves, snapping the yellow vinyl over the sleeves of her sweatshirt. Would it be enough to stave off a snake attack? If anything, the beasts were even thicker now, pumped up on Nicole's impatience. At least the rubber fitting had a long hose. But perhaps the dousing that Lauren gave them earlier meant the snakes had a longer reach, too. There was a chance this could prove fatal. Crouching low, she ducked in, flipped the water on, then ducked away again. The hose bucked, windmilling droplets around the room. Red and black serpents spat at the twisting plastic, several striking out. But the hose was too quick for them, their needle teeth finding only air. Still at a distance, Kath jumped up and grasped the end of the pipe, pointing the nozzle into the basin. Time to do this. You're going to have to distract the snakes, she said to the others. How? Lauren said. Maybe if we feed them, Shelley whispered. Do you want to donate a finger? Kath said. I'm happy to give you the gloves. I saw a snake eat a light bulb on TV once, Lauren said. Why would it do that? Shelley asked. 
because the bulb was warm and shaped like an egg. It was as good a suggestion as anything, and there was a chance Nicole's squirming mane could be sliced and diced from the inside. Quick, unscrew one of the bulbs from around the mirror, Kath said. We should probably turn the electricity off first, Shelley said. All this water, we don't want to get electrocuted. I can feel them wiggling, Nicole bellowed. It's making me ill. Stop your blathering and do something. Where's the main switch, Kath said. She glanced around for the stylist. If she's taken off. But the stylist hadn't gone anywhere, although she was clearly not all there. Listing gently from side to side, the woman's face had turned as white as hair mousse, and her punctured arm was bulging like one of Popeye's. I... She staggered forward, gripping the edge of the basin with her hand. Distracted by the movement, the snakes turned to face her. Or maybe they'd been waiting for her to falter? Maybe they knew she was weaker than the rest of them. In any case, Kath didn't wait. She pointed the hose and drenched the seething mass, sloshing water over Nicole's scalp so each writhing viper got a thorough dousing. The serpents ignored the water, their focus still on the stylist. One of them, as thick as Kath's arm, reared up, opened its maw, and sank its needle fangs into the stylist's shoulder, pinning her upright, while a second, even thicker specimen slithered from Nicole's nape and coiled around her torso. What was that about snakes mesmerizing their prey? Kath didn't know about the stylist, but she couldn't look away, holding her breath as slowly, inexorably, the constrictor bunched its muscles and squeezed. The stylist gasped, a tiny mule escaping from her lips. The serpent tightened its grip. There was the dull crunch of bones and the coils tightened again, wrapping round and round her like a telephone cord. Kath was as helpless as the stylist. Kath, stop. It's hopeless, Shelley's voice said in her ear. Her fingers tugged at the back of Kath's sweatshirt, pulling her away from Nicole. Almost calm, Kath flipped the water off on the way past. The stylist was dead, slumped upright at the basin. The three bridesmaids congregated at the counter. Lauren dug in her pockets, then lit up a cigarette. She tossed her lighter on the counter, sucked in deep, and blew smoke into the air. Shelley glared at her. What? I'm nervous, okay? Kath was nervous, too. What the hell were they going to do now? She glanced over her shoulder at Nicole. Still at the basin, their favorite bride-to-be was weirdly still, her eyes fixed on the ceiling while the snake at her nape crushed the stylus to a pulp. We have to call the police, Shelley said under her breath. The stylist is dead. Nicole killed her. The snakes killed her, Kath corrected. Shelley folded her arms. I don't think the police are going to differentiate, she said. I don't think the police are going to come, Lauren replied, taking another drag on her ciggy. Who's going to believe us? It was an accident, Kath said. Nicole couldn't help it. Shelley rolled her eyes. Come on, Kath, get real. She's a fucking monster. What if she decides to kill one of us? What if she goes on a rampage? She didn't look like she was preparing to rampage. Inert, Nicole was still slumped in the chair, while the thick snake clutched the corpse in its coils. Meanwhile, the other hair serpents were stabbing at the body, big time, puncturing it repeatedly with their fangs. I'm calling the police, Shelley announced. 
She dived under the counter for the phone. No, Kath said loudly, causing a little snake to look their way. We have to at least try to save Nicole. We can't just give up. We're her bridesmaids. Lauren dropped her eyes to the floor. She kicked at a stray shampoo bottle. But Shelley sighed. Okay, fair enough. What do you suggest? Kath thought hard. There's a stump, where that little snake lashed out and bit the stylist. She singed it off with the curling wand. Lauren and Shelley looked at her blankly. Well, it means the heads don't grow back, doesn't it? So maybe we could get some scissors and cut them off. Stubbing out her cigarette on the side of an empty champagne glass, Lauren cocked her head at the corpse. There's no way we're getting the scissors out of that woman's apron. Hairdressing scissors will be too small anyway, Shelley said. Have you seen the size of some of those snakes? There's a mower place next door, Lauren said. We could break in and get a chainsaw. Kath frowned. You want to use a chainsaw on our friend? Let's check the drawers in the styling stations, Shelley said. There has to be something we can use. Their eyes still on Nicole. They sidled over to the styling stations and began rifling through the drawers. Lauren gestured to them that she was switching the curling wand on again. Kath nodded. It had worked before, and it wasn't like they had a lot of options. Hey, guys, Shelley said, pointing to an open drawer. Kath rushed over. Lying in the bottom of the drawer was a fold-out razor. She nodded. That would do the trick. She was reaching out to grab it when Shelley stopped her, her hand on Kath's forearm. If we do this, what's going to happen to Nicole? It was a good point. Severing the snakes might kill Nicole. She could bleed out. We could still call the police, Shelley said. Let them deal with it. What the fuck is going on here? Nicole screamed. Kath raised her head and looked in the mirror. Nicole was right behind them, had snuck up on them like a snake in the grass. Now she was towering over them in full-on Medusa mode, the mass of snakes churning on her head. Then two snakes drew back to full height. They were going to attack. hey Lauren yelled, racing in with the hot curling wand. One of the smaller snakes was blindsided. Lauren stabbed it in the eye with the tip of the wand. The smell of roasting chicken filled the air. But it seems snakes believe in the eye-for-an-eye thing, too, because the wounded appendage fired a stream of venom that struck Lauren in the eye. She's attacking me, Nicole shrieked, turning on Lauren. Serpents swirling around her head in a frenzy. Lauren dropped the wand, bringing her hands to her face, but not before a barrage of snakes had showered her with venom, the caustic spray making her skin bubble and lift. Shelley charged in, slicing wildly at the snakes with the razor. Meanwhile, Kath raced to the window seat, plunging her hand into her handbag for her sunglasses and putting them on. When she looked up, she saw Shelley had got lucky, managing to lop off a couple of snake heads and drawing the others' attention away from Lauren. Pumping blood, the severed stumps swayed and slumped. It only seemed to make Nicole angrier. You bitch! Nicole screamed, and the death-crushed snake burst from her nape again, whipping beneath Shelley's legs. As she fell, it coiled itself around her neck. Frantic, Shelley plucked at her throat, her feet kicking uselessly. Slowly suffocating, she couldn't speak, but Kath caught the movement of her lips. Kill her. 
Snatching up the champagne bottle that had landed on the floor when Lauren jumped on the coffee table, Kath smashed it against the edge of the table. She weighed it in her hand. Kill her. Suddenly, the door chimed and a man popped his head inside. Hello? Is everything okay in here? I could hear yelling from the dairy and I thought I'd better... Startled, Nicole jumped. She whirled to face the newcomer, the big snake at her nape releasing Shelley in surprise. But several smaller snakes went on the attack instead. Erupting from Nicole's head, they opened their jaws in unison and bit down hard on the intruder's arm. Embedded in his flesh, they hung on, one trying to swallow his hand. What the hell? the man bellowed, shrugging his shoulder in a desperate attempt to free himself. Get them off me! Kath rushed at Nicole from behind, as close as she dared. She slashed at the big crusher with the broken bottle. Its hide was as hard as a crowned pumpkin. Kath leaned into it, gouging deep to sever the killer limb. Blood sprayed across the room. After that, everything happened in slow-mo. The dairy owner hollered. The smaller snakes that remained reared back, holding fast to the man's limb. Kath imagined the venom pumping. The man's thrashing slowed. His eyes watered. Where his arm was still visible, a blue-red vein branched. Suddenly, the skin at his shoulder broke, revealing purple muscle. Tendons stretched, white and sinewy. Fibers pinged. The arm popped free. Oh my God. It was just like that scene out of Cat People when the panther mauls the zookeeper. Lying on the floor, the dairy owner stared at the ceiling, grasping at the stump of his severed arm, blood spurting through his fingers. Kath backed away, almost losing her footing there was so much blood. The man opened his mouth, but he barely made a sound. Nicole clenched her fists, her eyes flashed. He surprised me, she shouted. It wasn't my fault. He shouldn't have come up behind me like that. She was hysterical but at least she didn't know it had been Kath who'd attacked her from behind. The snakes whipped and danced in agitation, although they seemed... On all fours, Lauren was flailing blindly on the floor. Help! What's happening? she called. Also on the floor, the dairy owner shuddered, then lay still. Tinged blue, Shelley didn't move. That just left Kath, the last bridesmaid standing the last bridesmaid standing. Behind her back, Kath slipped the bloody bottle into the basin. Maybe she could salvage something from the situation? She raised her hands. Of course it's not your fault, Nicole, she soothed. I know things look bad, but I'm not going to let anything happen to you, okay? I've got your back. It's what bridesmaids do, right? You just sit yourself down on this stool and let me take care of everything. A dozen eyes narrowed as Nicole sat on the stool. Good one, Kath. Now all you have to do is tame a bunch of snakes. Duh, she was an idiot. The beasts on Nicole's head were snakes. They were snakes! Kath raced across the salon, avoiding the bloody puddles and shampoo bottles, to where the tape deck sat on its shelf. She pressed play. The tape crackled for an instant and Phil Collins rang out. Susudio had a certain charm. Would it charm Nicole's snakes? She turned. The snakes swayed, their movement almost graceful. Crouching, Kath crept back, and grabbing up a corner of Nicole's hairdressing cape, 
Quick as a flash, she flipped it over Nicole's head, so the remaining snakes were caught in the thick black fabric, committing the creatures to the darkness. Then she tied off the turban with a scrunchie snatched from a styling station. At first, the cape bulged as the snakes writhed, but after a moment, the darkness soothed them and they lay quiet. Nicole seemed calmer, too. Just the salon to tidy now. Kath took a can of Clairol from one of the styling stations and Lauren's lighter off the counter. Pressing the nozzle of the hairspray, she flicked on the lighter and shot a long burst of flames at a stack of towels. The towels went up with a whoomp. When the fire was crackling nicely, Kath checked the turban was still secure, then took Nicole's hand. Come on, honey, time to go. Kath, Shelley, what's happening? Lauren said. I can smell fire. How could she still smell? Her nose had all but burned away. But already, fire was taking hold. It was licking at the walls, black smoke billowing near the ceiling. Kath hesitated. She could just leave them. Except Shelley's mom's Nissan was parked out front. Eventually, someone would ask why Shelley and Lauren had been at the salon, and sooner or later, they would want to know why Nicole and Kath weren't there, too. Kath sighed. Here, she said, placing Lauren's hand on Shelley's shoe. Hold on to this. Don't let go. Nicole, follow us. Kath picked Shelley up under her arms, and dragging her past the dead dairy owner, she led the bridal party out of the salon. Kath lifted the lace hem of Nicole's bridal dress as they climbed the stairs to the yacht club reception room. Watch your step. Oh my God, I'm so nervous, Nicole said. On the landing, Kath let the fabric drop. It's going to be fine. Andy adores you. Nicole touched her fingers to her classic chignon, whispering, Is my hair okay? Kath smiled. You look beautiful. In the end, they'd had to go to a different salon, since Trend's hair design had been closed down due to the unexpected chemical fire. The dairy had closed down, too, pending new management, apparently. Little issues like these were why brides did these pre-planning style consults in the first place. With a blast of chatter, Nicole's dad slipped through the double doors, but not before Kath spied Reese standing at the front of the room next to the groom, looking super hot in his best man's suit. Everything was falling into place. Six months tops, and it would be her turn to take a walk down the aisle. She smiled. All that remained was for her to catch the bride's bouquet. Nicole's dad offered her his arm. Ready to go, love. In a sack, she turned to Kath. Kath, thank you. I honestly don't know what I would have done if you hadn't agreed to stand up as my maid of honor. Grinning, Kath lifted her chin. Don't be a debts. Of course I'll stand up for you. To be fair, Shelley was still in a coma in ICU and might never wake up. She couldn't stand up for herself, let alone hold a bouquet. As for Lauren, not to be mean, but there was no way she was going to be in any wedding photos anytime soon. She'd got her wish of resembling someone from the movies, though. With those scars, she could be Freddy Krueger in A Nightmare on Elm Street. Both of them were bald, too. Their hair, too long in the perming solution, had been burned away, although Shelley might never know it. Luckily, Lauren was blind, or she'd totally wig out. The bridal march played behind the closed double doors. Nicole took a deep breath. She rolled her shoulders. Okay, shall we do this? Hang on, Kath said, and reaching out, 
she tucked away the tiny tendrilled serpent that had escaped from her friend's chignon. That was the Murray's Bram Stoker award-winning story, Permanent Damage, as read by Avin Shore. Avin Shore's an audiobook narrator, beekeeper, and friend to chickens. She lives and works from a home studio in the woods of rural Canada. Thank you, Avin. Well, children of the night... The hour is late, and we've run out of tales to tell. For now. Tales to Terrify is made possible by the tremendous generosity of our supporters on Patreon and PayPal. Incredible fans like Amanda Carrillo, Orion D. Hegre, Paul Belcher, Amanda Gottfried, and Kathy Robinson, whose generous support helps keep the lights on and flickering ominously. Not a supporter already? Head over to patreon.com slash tales to terrify, where you'll find all kinds of perks like ad-free episodes, bonus content, and one-of-a-kind collectibles and merch packs. Every dollar goes back into this show to make it as horrific as possible, and we appreciate it so much. Want another way to support the show that doesn't cost a cent? Head over to Stitcher, Podchaser, or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. You'll not only put an unnaturally wide smile on our faces, but help new listeners discover our terrifying tales, too. Why not share your love of the show out in the world with some Tales to Terrify merch? TalesToTerrify.com slash merch will take you to our Tee Public store, where we've got a great collection of creepy custom and curated designs. It's always growing, so check back often. Tales to Terrify is produced by Seth Williams, Meredith Morgenstern, Andrew Gibson, and myself, Drew Sebastini, with original theme by Nebulous Entertainment. Tales to Terrify is distributed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Join us again next week as we spawn a new year of terror with more Tales to Terrify. Thank you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.